Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. It's not exactly been the best start to COP26 for the UK. The government has had to apologise to an Israeli minister who could not attend the climate change summit because it was not wheelchair accessible. Karine El Harar is Israel's Minister of National Infrastructures, Energy and Water Resources and tweeted that it was sad the UN does not provide accessibility to its events. In a BBC interview, the UK Environment Minister George Eustace said the incident was deeply regrettable but went on to suggest that Israel didn't communicate particular access needs. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson has met Al Harar and apologised directly to her as well. Today marks Purple Tuesday, a campaign which calls on organisations to make changes to improve the customer experience for disabled people. So just how does the UK compare when it comes to disability rights and accessibility? James Taylor is a director at Scope. What's your reaction to this? It's inexcusable, really, that the organisers of of COP26 haven't made all of their venues accessible for disabled people and, and no one should be excluded from participating in an event that's that's addressing one of the the biggest issues of our time and and I think frankly the organizers should have seen it coming that a conference with thousands and thousands of people you should expect that some of them will be disabled and will need um, access adjustments. It's such a huge important event are you surprised that they've dropped the ball on something so crucial? Yeah something so crucial but also something so simple and basic to to get right in the in the first place um, you know, one in five of of the population are are disabled. Many of them will be at the conference, and I think it's quite disappointing that uh, this has happened in the first place. And and the minister herself and and hundreds of others from around the world have had to call it out before it's been uh, resolved. UK Environment Minister George Eustace has suggested that Israel didn't communicate particular access needs for their minister. What do you make of that? I think, to be honest with you, it's a bit of a cop out to blame the disabled person or or disabled people for not shouting loud enough about what their access needs are. Um, These things should be built in and and thought about from the very beginning of any conference or event that's being planned. And I think, you know, it it is a bit of a cop out that COP26 didn't think any disabled people would be at an event. How does the UK compare to other countries when it comes to accessibility? 
I think generally the UK is okay, um, but I think what what this event has uh, highlighted is that there are still so many areas and places that disabled people can't get into in the same way as as many other people, whether that's shops, restaurants, pubs, bars. Uh, there are still thousands and thousands of disabled people every year who aren't able to access these things. And what do you think the UK should do now to combat from this? Well, I think that the, the immediate thing is, is apologise, which they've done, and hopefully fix and resolve that um, specific issue today. Um, but I think what we want to see UK government, UK retailers do is commit to, to build in accessibility from the very beginning, uh, rather than having to rely on disabled people to put their hand up or rely on it being an afterthought. Today is Purple Tuesday. Tell us about that. Yes, Purple Tuesday is an initiative to, to drive positive change for uh, disabled customers up and down the country and there are hundreds of organizations celebrating their disabled customers and celebrating the improvements they're making experience so to mark the occasion Piccadilly Circus has gone purple for example um, and it's based off the back of some research that was also published today from the charity Purple and eBay uh, which found that over the last year retailers have missed out on around 400 million pounds during the pandemic because their websites were inaccessible. And what sort of improvements is the campaign calling for? I think there's a couple of things. There, there's there's some very specific things around um, physical access. So uh, whether that's that's ramps or quiet hours, uh, which are becoming increasingly common in, in some supermarkets and shops for, uh, especially for people with autism, um, but also uh, virtual uh, accessibility as well. So making websites more accessible and not blocking people from from um, purchasing goods from you, the the UK Purple Pound, which is what we call the sort of spending power of disabled people in this country, is around two hundred and seventy billion pounds a year. So it's a huge market, and there are lots of retailers that are still missing out on on getting a piece of that that Purple Pound, that Purple Pie. So what Purple Tuesday is all about is getting businesses to celebrate what they're doing and showcasing how they how they are inclusive and hopefully getting more and more retailers to join them. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news we're watching fashion trends pep talks where we give advice mental health moments and games and guests listen to giggly squad on acast or wherever you get your podcasts acast helps creators launch grow and monetize their podcasts everywhere acast.com